she isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We've got Tasha Kiridin tonight, who you can hear Global News Radio, noon to two, and Devin Peacock, executive producer over at Global News Radio Hamilton. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. What a week. What a week. Uh, we finally, after five days, uh, get uh, a timeline from school officials at uh, Toronto's St. Mike's uh, uh, laying out, you know, what they did, when they did it, when they didn't do it. And I got to say, and uh, I'll start with you on this, Tasha, um, the fact that no one has been fired yet on a Friday after this many days of admitted inaction is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of stunned, too. When I read the letter today, uh, the school had possession of the video of the alleged sexual assault for two full days before they contacted police. And that in itself uh, could be an offense yep. because they were in possession of what the police says is child pornography. And plus, when you have evidence of a crime, um, especially regarding children, mm-hmm. uh, laws are pretty clear on that. You have to alert the authorities immediately. And they didn't do it, which compromises the whole investigation, yep. too, because, you know, now the kids will have talked to you. I mean, it's just, you know, from the police's perspective, worse than it would have been before. So yes, I think definitely if I had been one of the parents of that meeting, they had a couple of meetings today, I would have been asking for the resignation of, uh, if not just the principal, I don't know who else would have been in the chain of command there, but definitely some heads should roll in this thing. And interestingly, Devin, I mean, as I've got inter- I've got some people telling me what happened in that meeting, most of the ire was for the media, who the, fa- the parents are furious at, even though it was the media that inevitably forced the school to act. And I'm wondering, I'm sorry, but your, your ire is aimed at the wrong direction here. It, it absolutely is, and I think it's it's almost the same. It gets back to the whole surprise about people not being fired, and it seems there's this culture in the school that maybe even extends to the parents and the families, but it's there with some of the students that are doing these uh, doing these acts and school administration where they feel as if there's no repercussions for how they act and they can act the way they see fit uh, rather than what's proper and what's right and what's what's legal and not. And so I think... In, in a sense, it's maybe it's surprising that people haven't been fired or jobs haven't been lost. But in a sense, maybe it's not because it seems there's this culture at the school beyond the bullying of just they're above maybe the law. Well, well, Tasha, we learned today that the police have now opened up several other sexual, um, you know, uh, um, allegations of sexual assault. They're looking into a number uh, of episodes. The bottom line is. Answers are needed. Transparency is needed. And I think a lot of failure has gone around. And the bottom line is, uh, without anyone making sure that there is a focus on this, the story would just go away. Yeah, I don't think the media is at fault here. Um, One of my listeners today, we talked about this show, uh, the story on the show, uh, emailed an interesting question was, why didn't the parents of this boy, uh, the victim, go to the police? Well, and I thought that too, but maybe the boy didn't tell his parents out of shame. True. And this is what uh, makes me you know, wonder, too, about what uh, was just about the culture at the school, Mm -hmm. if there is a sense of protecting the reputation of the school, protecting the students. Would it be talking the same way if it had been a girl? who had been attacked in right. a room. And I, and I say this because I agree with the, the issue of male sexual assault. It is less talked about. Mm-hmm. It is can still considered more shameful. There is more stigma, I believe, around it. And I'm wondering if that also plays into the reluctance, perhaps, the parents or the school itself to go to the police and or the press. And, and interestingly, uh, Devin, you know, this isn't a Toronto story. This story speaks to every parent's fear um, and, and schools across the whole country. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the, I mean, the some of the bullying acts and the, the hazing we've seen at different universities and schools in Canada, United States, and it's, it's not um, something that's just unique to St. Michael's here, but it's it's something we see every now and then, unfortunately. And when you go to these schools, you hope that your kids are being shaped well for the future, and it's anything but. But I do I do agree with the general thought that you know it seems as though the reputation of St. Michael's. I've seen lots of comments from former students and people yep. just saying it means a lot to go to St. Michael's. It's it's a dream of some. Yeah. And unfortunately, it turns into a bit of a nightmare. It's funny you say that. At 8 o'clock, I've got a young man who joins me who left the school because it was his dream to go there, and it was such a nightmare for him, he ended up leaving in grade 10. So Mm -hmm. I'll talk to him. I want to ask you about this because a court ruled this morning uh, in favor of CNN and Jim Acosta telling the White House, give him back his card. And, well, Trump, of course, here's the reaction of both. I just want to say something very briefly, and that is uh, I want to thank all of my colleagues in the press who supported us this week. And I want to thank the judge uh, for the decision he made today. And let's go back to work. We want uh, total freedom of the press. It's very important to me. It's more important to me than anybody would believe. But you have to act with respect. You're in the White House. And when I see the way some of my people get treated at press conferences, it's terrible. Devin, uh, Jim Acosta is insufferable in himself, and Mr. Trump can be too, but it's interesting when Trump was saying, you know, I, I respect the press and I respect the freedom of the press, but there are going to be rules, so this could get back into a court. This is ridiculous. He doesn't respect anyone. I mean, you watch him in a press conference. He, he's, he's the most disrespectful person in the room. Who, which one? Who? Jim? Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> Acosta, sure. Acosta is a tough and obnoxious reporter, yeah. but the president of the United States, the way he says to, to the report, sit down, I've had enough, you're terrible, you shouldn't be working, CNN should, fi-. I mean, it's, it's obscene. Like, he really, he, he should be, he's in no position to tell anyone how to behave at all. Ridiculous. Devin? I did think it was interesting that it was a Trump-appointed uh, judge who made this ruling. And really, from, <laughs> yeah. reading, from reading all of this, uh, his hands were kind of tied. I mean, there's precedent. It, it's pretty straightforward, and it looks like CNN's probably going to even win the ultimate case down the road. But even then, I mean, for Trump, he loves battling the media. So in a sense, he's he's won himself. I don't know if he actually – maybe he did want to ban Jim Acosta forever, but – Having Jim Acosta back in the White House briefing room and asking questions of the president, whatever that happens again, if it happens again, maybe Trump doesn't do it. That's something I think he would probably want rather than to never see Jim Acosta again. Yeah, no kidding. All right, guys, uh, thank you. I appreciate you spending your Friday with me. Have a good night, Alex. Libations are ordered. Go. (laughs) Thank you. Tasha Kierden, you can listen to her here, Global News Radio, noon to two, and Devin Peacock, also executive producer, the boss guy over at uh, Global News Radio London. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.